Whisper Nation to the Tuesday Live Waiver Wire Show. Yeah, yo. My goodness, we are lit today. We are ready. We are wired. We are wired to get this out to you. Sorry about the slight delay, Whisper Nation. We had a little bit of technical difficulties with StreamYard this morning, but we are now live. We are now official. And here it is, the Waiver Wire Show, Week 11, getting you prepared. As always, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, Big Travi. Find him on Twitter, at Big Travi, TFW, excuse me. And you can find me on Twitter, at Johnny underscore Game Time. Big Travi, what's going on, man? Tuesday. Yeah, man, we've got a little over, actually, we've got exactly four weeks until most fantasy football playoffs are starting. That means one month to change your fortune around. If you are out of the playoffs, if if you are not, look, if you are out of the playoffs and you're more than four games back, ouch, I'm sorry, it might be over for you. But if you're anything four games or under out of the playoffs, then buckle the F up and get with us right now because we're going to bring you through that playoff push. We're going to talk waivers today. We're going to talk trade for and trade away tomorrow. We're going to talk about news and nuggets on Friday. We're going to get your lineup questions answered Sunday. I mean, we are doing this every day. We're grinding over here, Whisper Nation, to get you guys that hardware. So, Please keep rocking with us. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Keep rocking with the channel. You won't. You won't. But I've oh, got to say man. what's up to the guys that. in the chat here, Johnny. Yeah. We've we got, got Matt. We've got Truly Epic. We've got uh, about five of you guys rocking with us at the start of this. We're going to keep those numbers posting up. But on your way in, hit us with a like. And you're, if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe and let us know. Um, we've got you all. Yeah, we appreciate in. every single one of you, man. So, this is the Tuesday show, like Big Travi and I have talked about. Waiver wires, we're going to get you all set for those waiver wires. Like we said, hey, it starts with the waiver wire to get you ready for week 11 to get you that W. And as always, I just want to preface this show, start the show off with, because we, we might have some names that we're going to talk about. They're, they're deeper stashes. They're deeper. But that's because... We don't like to talk about the guys that are above 50% rostered on sleeper because there's no point. We'll tell you, we'll mention it. We'll mention Hunter Renfro. We'll hunt, we'll mention Corey Davis, Mark Ingram, Hunter Henry, Elijah Moore, AJ Dillon, who would uh, potentially league winner, uh, Van Jefferson, Rashad Bateman, Michael Gallup, and Logan Thomas. All those guys, if they're available in your waiver wire right now, they're, they take priority. You go pick and them get up. Those, pick them up. You won't. If you have concerns, questions about those specific players, we have mentioned them in prior episodes of the waiver wire. So you can go and check those out on our YouTube. Check them out on the fantasywhispers.com, where you could also find the link to this article. Big Travi writes it out every week. Post to that uh, is in the description. So if you don't want to listen to this whole show, you don't like seeing our beautiful faces, you can certainly read the article and storm up on, on these players that, you know, or are over. 50% roster. But like I said, Travis, we're talking about players that are under 50% rostered. Uh, but I just, I got to say it. We just got to mention it. AJ Dillon, if he is at all remotely available in your league, you need to go get him. He has to be the number one waiver wire priority. If you, you, if you have some time left to trade, try and go and trade for him. Because if you are one of those teams that needs wins down this stretch, it's going to be really hard to get A.J. Dillon at this very moment, but he is going to be a guy that's going to lead some of those teams down this stretch. Yeah, what's wild is, like, if you look at some of the percentage we looked at in sleeper leagues, Mark Ingram only uh, – Mark Ingram's another one. Corey Davis, yes. some of these guys that are owned over 70%. A.J. Dillon owned less than those guys. A.J. Yeah. Dillon owned in 66% of leagues is just as much as Van Jefferson, guys. So, like, that's – Wild. A, that, that is a shame right now that we have A.J. Dillon owned in less than 70% of sleeper league so get out there there could be a chance he's on your waiver wire go scoop him up but again mark ingram is another one here yes. because a similar situation we don't really know a lot of uh clarity here on the alvin kamara situation so if mark ingram's still sitting on your waiver because you didn't listen to me a couple weeks ago when i said to keep mark ingram or the week after where i said he's still a hold and now you're sitting here going oh man i wish i had mark ingram that's why you come here 
because we're yeah. giving you the advice you need. We're giving you, we're getting you prepped. And once again, four weeks to get this done to get you into the playoffs. So let's get it, Whisper Nation. Let's get after it. Matt coming in here uh, asking, do I drop Jacoby for AJ Dillon? Absolutely. Yes. I love Jacoby. Finally got in the end zone. Great, great news. But again, AJ Dillon is that type of running back that is a league winner or is going to help you down this stretch. Uh, we we know that it came back more minor than significant for uh for the um, for AJ Dillon or excuse me for Aaron Jones. So it's not a rest of season play like some might hope for, right? If you're picking him up, but he certainly should help you over the next four weeks as they he's he's looking like a beast. He's going to be a monster. All right, but big traffic. They didn't come here for guys that uh, are over 50% roster, most likely not in, available in your league, uh, is A.J. Dillon. But again, if he is, you're picking him up. He's the number one waiver wire priority. Number two, would, would I would second with Mark Ingram because we don't know the severity of the Kamara. They've been real quiet about it, which makes me concerned. But let's jump into these running backs, Travis. As always, giving you some running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks that you can plug in this week. Play maybe even longer. First one we're going to start off with, everyone needs running backs, especially at this time of year. Ramondre Stevenson, New England Patriots running back, comes in, roster on just not 39% of sleeper leagues. Now, Harris was dealing with uh, the concussion, did not make this game. We do not know his status for this week, Big Travi, but Ramondre coming in, filling in quite nicely. Hopefully he didn't play him like I did in a couple leagues against him. It was a rough day, but... Stevenson looking good. We saw this in the preseason. Do you think that this is an actual viable option moving forward? Or do you think this is just a play if Harris is not available? This is the first, not the, or this is not the first time Ramondre's made the waiver wire article. Okay. He's had a couple flashy games or games where he gets a little bit of extra usage and we add him. But this was the game where Damian Harris had to exit and not come back from concussion protocol. Uh, not exit, but not get back from concussion protocol. And this was the best performance by any running back from the New England Patriots all season. He was in on 55% of the snaps. He had 100 yards on 20 carries. He had four receptions on five targets. I mean, this and he had a red zone target as well, along with another goal line uh, stuff. So he could have had three touchdowns, could have had four, Johnny. Like he was really rocking for this team. Now, the big question, and Mr. Miyagi comes in here with a very, very good question here. He says, look, I get the love for Stevenson this week, but when Harris comes back, he isn't going to get a huge workload. I would agree with that. But the reason that Ramondre Stevenson remains so high on the waiver, one is the lack of depth on the waiver right now. We just don't have a ton in the running back situation. But two would be Ramondre Stevenson's prowess in the receiving game is leagues better than what we've seen out of Damian Harris so far in his career. And so that for that reason, there is no James White in this offense anymore. If Stevenson can quit missing blocks, could quit fumbling, he will probably take over the James White role and still be used a little bit in the red zone here for this team because he's been able to punch in goal line work as well. So I actually think his ceiling is higher than a Damian Harris. And we're saying he can't take the job over, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does because of what he's been able to show here. Damian Harris has lived off of touchdown value. I think Ramondre is a little bit more sustainable with the receiving work. And so for me, I like it. Now, both of these guys are, are probably, you know, I'm probably selling the New England backfield after the next couple of weeks because their playoff schedule is brutal. But we've got this game against Atlanta. And here's the key. We don't think we don't know if Damian Harris will be back, but they play Thursday, Johnny. This could yeah. be another game where Ramondre gets in for a full workload. So it's worth the juice is worth the squeeze here on Ramondre. I know it's not the sexiest long term fit, but again, we've got four weeks. We're not really playing a yeah. long term game if we're fighting for playoff spots. We're playing a weekly game here to try and stack wins to get into the playoffs. So you need to maneuver these pieces and think about short term as well. I do like that. I do think that Harris does still retain, you know, the lead role here once he comes back. But again, you, that was a key point talking about the Thursday night game. There might not be enough time for him to really we don't know how close he was to making Sunday's game. So it is something to keep monitoring, especially because he did play so well, you could look for Bill Belichick to be like, hey, we'll roll him out another week. We'll keep Harris, give him a little bit extra rest and, and then get him really good after after that uh, or with another week's rest. So 
very interesting player. But like you said, we only got four weeks left. You don't necessarily always in like it's not rest of season right now for some of these players that you're picking up. They could potentially lead to that. But again, right now we're just trying to get you wins week by week. We got four left. We got to get you the playoffs. So next running back we're going to talk here is Wayne Gallman, Atlanta Falcons, roster on just three percent of sleeper leagues. Travis, but Wayne Gallman, you want to bring him up here? <laughs> you're, you're just like letting me have that one. Huh? I you mean, don't want any part of bringing him up here? I mean, I similar, I listen. similar. Uh, who look who? New England's uh, opponent for Thursday night, Atlanta. Okay, yeah. and so we know right now that Atlanta, Atlanta. Is, dealing, is dealing with some things. One, so everybody's going to look at the box score for Wayne Gallman and say, wow, he had the team high rushing yards with 55. He had the team high carries with 15, but they got blown out. Was he used only in this blowout? No, he was actually used in the first quarter, and that's because Mike Davis saw his worst performance of the year uh, with them as well. And so it looks like we've talked about this before where we thought, that Mike Davis was going to be a situation that could be phased out with Wayne Gallman. But here's the thing. Wayne Gallman getting 15 carries, Corderell Patterson dealing with the ankle, the quick turnaround. So, again, I think that if you can't, if you miss out on, on Ramondre, Wayne Gallman actually could have a little bit more season-long value if Mike Davis is going to be phased out and Corderell Patterson. You know, if that's a sprained ankle, if it's a high ankle sprain, that could be a long time. It could be three to four weeks here uh, for our guy Corderell Patterson. So, for me, Wayne Gallman is a, is a really high-priority pickup this week in a, in a, you know, look, Drain the swamp isn't just a uh, political term, okay? It's also the the state of the running back situation in, right now. So the swamp is completely drained, and, and there's one swamp monster or two left, and Wayne Gallman looks to be one of those. Speaking of draining the draining the swamp, dude, we got to get we gotta, Eduardo coming in here. We got to hit him with a Ric Flair, a good old go to woo, woo, woo. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so Eduardo's yeah. asking Sanders or Gabe Davis rest, of, rest season. of season. So Johnny, this one's tough because I think they're both about the same player, and I think it's a revolving door in Buffalo for these secondary pieces. What we did see was Dawson Knox's first game back, so he wasn't really used as the deep threat. We saw Gabe Davis being used a little bit as the deep threat. He makes it as an honorable mention for me, and we'll talk about other wide receivers I like a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um but I think if I'm going to make a call, I'm going to go with Sanders. That's the guy they signed in the free agency. That's the guy they paid big money to. And I think that's the guy that they'll end up working more um, rest of season. That would be my bet. I do think Gabe Davis is very interesting as far as dynasty goes. But uh, yeah, for rest of this season, I think you're right, Travis, on that one. I would trust Gabe uh, Sanders more than Gabe Davis. And as Our, you guys know, we will continue to rock with your questions towards the end of the show, but we will give you immediate answers if you hit us with that super chat because we sell out. That's what we do around here. <laughs> Put on a show for the people. That's what yeah, we do. Yeah, that's right. Next up on this show, another running back here. Uh, we have Donta uh, Foreman, Tennessee Titans running back, roster on just 4% of sleeper leagues. We've talked about him in the matchup breakdown. We talked about him briefly yesterday on the Monday night live stream. He does look the best uh, on tape, you know, just visually eye-wise eye of the three running backs there for Tennessee. Obviously, Derrick Henry going, back, uh, going down. We also know that Foreman, like, just built-wise, is, is very similar to, uh, if you can be, I guess, uh, oh, I to Derrick Henry. I, I, I you were I, gonna say it, dude. You were gonna no, say it. No, I wasn't gonna go that far. But I'm just saying, when you look at his his stature, right? He is a much thicker, bigger running back who is thick with two C's. Too thick, yeah, th thick with two C's, and and you like that as a running back. But you you look at the box score, not super sexy, right? Didn't average a tremendous amount, but. They did go against the New Orleans Saints. He has just been back on this roster for two weeks, Travis. So explain to people why Donta Foreman is a player that you should also be looking at as a potential not only to play this week, but of these three guys, he actually probably has the most interesting longer term potential. Yeah, definitely. It, it, I think all three of these guys are kind of in a tie. I, I did rank them accordingly and we went through the ranking there, but they're kind of all tied as far as short-term value meeting long-term value meeting the offenses we're investing in because there's some play in all of these uh, offenses that we kind of want a piece of. We look at 
what Foreman did. In only 21% of snaps against the Rams, he was averaging 5.8 yards per carry with the five carries that he got. Then, as Johnny said, plays the New Orleans Saints last week, gets on a, increases the snap share up to 35%, and then gets 11 carries. Now, his yards per carry dips down, but that is a tough matchup like Johnny was alluding to. The big thing for me was the two catches on two targets for 48 yards, so showing some burst in the passing game as a receiver. And so, yes, this is the kind of stat line that shows us that maybe Foreman equates more to a combination of AP and McNichols. And if the Tennessee Titans, if we can assume rational coaching and they see it the same way as well, then I would actually kind of figure that Donta Foreman is going to get even more looks down the stretch. And then, Johnny, we look at the schedule. The New Orleans, He's getting Houston, New England, then a bye, then Jacksonville. So New England, not a great matchup, but they're not terrible uh, as far as our running backs against them. But Houston and Jacksonville are, are prime matchups to attack at the running back position. So I actually like the next couple weeks, and there's a buy in there. And we know what happens sometimes with the buy, Johnny. The team readjusts and new, puts new game plans in place. So, yes, Foreman is a stash, especially those. The reason he's the one further down is because I think right now it's a little bit tougher to see how you'd get him into your lineup with yeah. confidence. But Houston, maybe they blow him out. He's going to get some more work. I would say this, I think of the three short term, he's got the worst short term value right now, but he's got the best long term value um, going forward. And if you're a playoff team, you have your wins stacked. Foreman would be my highest priority because he could end up winning the job by the end of the year. I like that. I like that. OK, so I'm going to give you uh, some players. I'm going to ask you if you would drop uh, for any of these uh, any of these three running backs. Right. Uh, we've got. Adrian Peterson or Jeremy McNichols for any. So the other two contrarian um, running backs there. So I think you could uh, drop. Tennessee. I think you could drop McNichols uh, for most of these guys. AP would be a little bit tough because I do still think AP is going to have the goal line work to start for the next couple of yeah. weeks. Um, but I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Ramondre and Foreman. Um, I think that would be kind of the break there. I, it just, again, this depends on what your lineup's going to be, Johnny. Like what, what are where are you at in your league? You know, where, where is your playoff standing and what do you need this week? So I would be going for a little bit of the short-term value here, but I don't think I'm, I'm okay dropping those Tennessee backs. All right. Alex Collins. Would you drop Alex Collins for, I don't think I'd drop Alex Collins just yet. Let me take a look at Alex Collins' schedule. But I would just say this, like today, Pete Carroll was quoted saying we need to run more. Um, Like always. Like always. So we know he wants to establish it some more. And we also know that this team struggled in the passing game. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's that's what ends up happening because, you know, we've got a situation with Russell Wilson – uh, you know, kind of looking a little rusty. You can't spell rust without R-U-S. So yeah. that's kind of what's going on here. A little nice here uh, with schedule wise, Arizona at Washington, San Francisco, then Houston. Uh, not really run defenses that you're too terribly afraid of. Actually, you're pretty excited to get your guys in there if you can. So I do think uh, Collins, I'm willing to hold on for just a little bit longer till we get a little bit more clarity on that Chris Carson injury. So we've got about 15 of y'all watching the live stream with us here on Appreciate YouTube. Y'all. Only three likes. Let's get those likes up. We got to match what we got for the viewership as well. And we will continue to keep rocking with your questions towards the end of the show. As do it 420 says, don't forget to like the stream, y'all. It actually really does help. We're trying to trick the robots here and and get the algorithms going. You know, it's like Terminator. We got to beat the robots here. Yeah, it's all a mind game. It's all a mind game. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let me ask you just a couple of other running backs real quick, Travis, or just I'll throw out two names. Um, Jordan Howard with, uh, potentially you have, you have some returns there in the backfield. Um, and then what about Khalil Herbert? So I'll give you those two Khalil Herbert and, and Jordan Howard. Uh, so I, I'm, this is tough, man. I like Herbert as a contingency piece. If I have Jordan Howard, or if I have David Montgomery, I'm keeping Herbert, uh, over maybe, even Donta Foreman, uh, because I think that if anything happens to Montgomery, we've seen he's basically a one-for-one replacement for Montgomery in the offense. I don't know if yeah. he's the same kind of runner, but he's been as effective. So it would be hard for me to drop him if I'm the David Montgomery owner. On the other side, Jordan Howard is interesting, except for the fact there's too many backs there. So I'm okay yeah. dropping Jordan Howard for some of these other guys with upside because Sanders is probably due back this week, and once he gets back, we're going to have a bunch of guys there 
that's uh, a little bit nasty could here. could get real real yeah. muddy there. Real uh, freaking naughty. Real freaking naughty. All right, moving on to the wide receivers now. Got my guy. Started off this season, I thought he could break out, but then you had the speedster and rugs, uh, you know, break out in the beginning of the season. Now he's no longer there. Renfro led the team in targets, but didn't oh, have yeah. the best game of all the receivers there for uh, the Raiders. It was Brian Edwards, our guy. Is he going to be who we thought he was the rest of the season? Is he going to be the guy that we want for this Raiders offense moving forward besides Waller, of course, right? We want Waller. But can we bank on this game? Can we bank on the fact that he got more yardage, more targets than he had seen over the last couple of games? Is it time for us to trust in Brian Edwards now? Johnny, this this Raiders team, Brian Edwards is no um you know, exception to this, they've been a roller coaster, this team. I mean, it's just been wild on and off the field, but I will say this. The reason Brian Edwards is my number one wide receiver this week is because the offense is so good. They are averaging over 300 yards per game passing. We know they're a good passing attack. And for me, if, Ruggs' targets are now vacated, which we know they are, and we're finally going to see Edwards used as a deep threat, which he was against Kansas City when he racked up 88 yards and a touchdown, then that is what we want to see for upside. So if he's the deep threat in an offense that's already producing quite a bit of yards as it is, then he is worth the add here because he could be a guy that we're looking at down the stretch you know, getting wide receiver two, three valued in, in certain games down the stretch. Now, check out these matchups, Johnny, on the schedule. Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, Kansas City. If these defenses aren't good against the or if they aren't, you know, good matchups for our wide receivers, they're all they are teams that we want to throw against. So Washington. Bad defense. Dallas, we're going to have to throw. Kansas City, we're going to have to throw. And Cincinnati, we know Joe Burrow can light it up there. This could be a sneaky shootout this weekend. So Edwards is, is already on the flex appeal radar as, as soon as this weekend. And if he can get up to four to six targets a week where he's stretching the field, I mean, not 29 yards per reception last week, Johnny. Yeah, that was balling. Big, yeah, that's some big time, big play for a guy who in the offseason, you know, we know Gruden, we don't trust his his takes on a lot of things, but he was comparing Brian Edwards to Terrell Owens in the style of offense that they ran. So this is a big play threat, a big bodied wide receiver that could be a huge target for our guy, Derek Carr, down the field. <laughs> Mr. Miyagi coming in, throwing some shots, four targets with three receptions. I don't know. Sounds like Peoples Jones from last week. Actually, Ooh. sounds worse than Peoples. Or yeah, uh, yeah. Peoples Jones sounds worse than that. Yeah, I, sure. I'll but, tell yeah. you, I'd rather have Brian Edwards than Peoples Jones. That would absolutely. Be, uh, that's something I would. It's the offense, sure. man. And, and look, we're going to talk about some guys that maybe have some more consistency than Brian Edwards for sure. In this, uh, you know, ex- as soon as the next guy we're going to talk about, yeah. But I will say the upside for Edwards is why he ranks the highest for me here. So you you know you segue it pretty nicely talking about consistency. Consistency wins championships for fantasy football. Not sexy names all the time. And I'll tell you, this next name is not super sexy, Big Travi. But I'll tell you what, we've been giving this advice for a couple of weeks now. And if you've been playing them, you have been getting some very nice, steady production from probably one of the most unlikeliest sources. That's right. My boy, Jamal Agnew, coming in here on this list for number two on the wide receiver waiver wire column here. Talk to me about Jamal Agnew. And why he's not the sexiest player, but you should really, really, really consider potentially picking him up and throw him in your lineup. Yeah, it's really simple here, Johnny. Uh, he continues Kiss, to defy. He, he continues Keep it to simple, stupid. Yeah, he continues to defy logic. Um, like this last week, he took three rushing attempts. That's rushing attempts. He's a wide receiver. He's not just a wide receiver. He's a converted cornerback, I believe, that also does their kickoff and punt return usage too. So if you get bonuses for that, he's already a guy you're looking at as well. But three rushing attempts, 79 yards and a score last week out of nowhere. I don't think that this kind of Corderell Patterson usage is is going to stick. It's not sticky for me because James Robinson working his way back from injury and obviously how much we love Carlo or uh, 
we urban Meyer loves Carlos Hyde, but I will say Jamal Agnew is someone he loves too. a couple weeks ago said he was the best separator on the team. And now we have in five games without DJ shark, he's got double digit PPR points in four of those games. So Johnny, he's leading them in targets. He's consistently getting the usage as, as a pass catcher. He's not huge in the yardage department as far as receiving yardage over the last three weeks, but we can live with that. If he's going to soak up the catches, especially in PPR, so for me, Agnew, you know, if you like your your wide receivers with more pop, then you go Brian Edwards. But if you like yeah. that PPR floor, then you go Jamal Agnew as like a poor man's Hunter Renfro with the Jaguars here. Yeah, and again, he's not going to be someone that you're going to plug in your lineup looking to get a mega ball stay from, but he's someone you can plug in your lineup that you you could say, all right, especially in PPR, maybe not so much in standard, but in PPR, you can plug him in and he's going to get you that 10 points that you can bank on because somehow, some way, he's just going to get it done through the course of how they use him and utilize him. All right, moving on to the next wide receiver here, we have, Marcus Johnson, Tennessee Titans wide receiver. We know Julio Jones placed on uh, or is out for for at least the next three weeks with IR stint. Marcus Johnson rostered on just less than 1% of sleeper league. So he's a deep, 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 deep target here or dark throw. Most likely available on every single one of your waiver wires. Talk to me about Marcus Johnson, big Travi. Well, here's the deal. I mean, Julio Jones has not stayed healthy. And we've talked about a couple ancillary pieces for the Titans. Uh, I believe, you know, uh, we had uh, Whiteside as a as, – was that his name? What uh, What was his uh, – uh, the guy uh, that was – What were you name? talking about for Tennessee? Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, was it always – No, it was, it was your boy uh, from, from the Rams that came over. Um, no, 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 no. Well, no, Reynolds, but I, yeah, Reynolds. but he got cut or he, they were trying to look at a trade for him. Either way, yeah. we've talked about other pieces that could emerge in this offense. But in Julio's first game on the IR against New Orleans, which was a tough matchup, he Marcus Johnson did did great work. He went five of six for 100 yards. That's a 20 yard per reception average. He was really the Julio Jones. He was even the A.J. Brown role because A.J. Brown was getting bracketed by Marshawn Lattimore in this game. Now they're going to get Houston this week. I think this is another game for Marcus Johnson to kind of be that Julio role here in this game. And if Julio has to miss extended time, Johnson could be the deep threat in this offense. And he established such uh, you know, prowess in this game. So again, we're looking for pieces that could maybe set up for nice playoff uh, looks. It should things break our way, but outside after the bye, you know, they get Houston this week, but then after the, and then new England, but after the bye in week 13, 14 through 16 are some really good uh, pass defenses to attack. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and San Francisco. These are teams that are not great on the back end. And so Johnson could emerge as somebody here with some sneaky value, especially in three to four wide receiver leagues or double flex leagues that are out there. Love that one. All right. Last wide receiver we're going to talk about here is the guy who caused uh, a big day for or, or a lot of headache as far as the secondary for the secondary of Tampa Bay, that is DeAndre Carter, Washington football team roster on less than 1% of sleeper leagues. Carter had some nice catches, got some, uh, got tutty and you're saying, Hey, this is something you might want to look at. There's some potential here, bro. Cue up the little wheezy and say, Hey, Mr. Carter, where have you been? He's been getting over six targets, three catches and over 50 yards and a touchdown in back to back weeks, Johnny. Those are sandwiched around the bye, so we know that this team looked at what he did against Denver. Then in the bye week, worked to do it again with Tampa Bay in a terrible secondary that they've shown this year. That's over 17 yards per reception in back-to-back games for our guy Carter. And look, we know the truth here that's happened with these Washington football team. Everybody's been banged up on offense from Gibson to uh, to McLaurin, to, McLaurin. To, yeah, we've we've had uh, Logan Thomas who's been dealing with injury. RSJ just got hurt in this last one. So Carter is healthy. The best ability is availability. And DeAndre Carter is somebody that is going to see some action here in the coming weeks and could be again. A, a relief role that turns into something that blossoms towards the end of the year. I mean, these are the guys that kind of break out post week nine, week 10, right? And they mm-hmm. start of, they put four or five games together and then we're drafting them in the wide receiver two, wide receiver 
three range next year. So let's see what happens here. DeAndre Carter, though, emerging as a deep threat for this Washington football team. And their secondary is one that gets attacked, which means they're going to be in some shootouts down the stretch. So I like DeAndre Carter as a stash here. I like it. I like it. All right. So let me give you a, a couple of wide receivers. Would you drop for any of these guys? Okay. Any of these guys, let me know which ones you would do. Uh, Russell Gage. I know we are getting some questions on Russell Gage in the chat. We'll get to those shortly. Would you drop Russell Gage for any of these? Yeah, I'd pretty much drop Russell Gage for a lot of these guys. I think, I think Gage for me is uh, it's, it's either OZ or Gage or Tajay Sharp. We don't know how we're going to project which guy it's going to be each and every week. So I, I think I'd stay away from that and try to snag one of these guys that could emerge as the second option for their team. I mean, all these guys have that opportunity within their wheelhouse. Um, so that's what I would do here. I mean, and, and, Agnew, and Agnew is like the number one option. Maybe maybe Dan Arnold, you could say, or maybe Agnew. But like, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. The upside of these guys. Uh, I, I think that. You know, when you look at that situation and moving forward, you've also got Calvin Ridley, who should be back in the next couple of weeks also. So maybe. Russell Gate, yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But again, it's just it, it seems yeah, to be exactly. jumping. So the only the only two that we can definitely say that we like for Atlanta that you would start as far as, you know, uh, offensive options would be Patterson and and Pitts. And Pitts. Yeah, but I mean, maybe if Patterson misses time, do we do we look towards Russell Gage or some of these guys? I think it'd be a little yeah. bit more, you know, of a you know wait and see situation. I wouldn't want to yeah. start Russell Gage on Thursday night. That's not a thirst I'm excited for. Right, exactly. All right, I'll give you two more wide receivers here. You let me know what you think uh, as whether you should drop them or not. Van Jefferson and Tim Patrick. I'm keeping Van Jefferson as a hold. He was at the top of the uh, he's had uh, at least a red zone target in every game over the last four. Mm -hmm. uh, so Van Jefferson looking really good. And if OBJ can't get acclimated to the offense and it really was an OBJ problem, as Johnny kind of thinks it is, uh, then we've got to bet on Van Jefferson being a guy that could really increase usage. Um, they've liked Van Jefferson for a long time uh, in that offense. And now with Woods out, he's definitely going to see more snaps. All righty, let's move on over to the tight ends, everyone's favorite topic uh, uh, for streaming. Uh, we got the tight ends. Uh, we know that uh, it is hard to find these guys, and so we want to help you find the most consistent tight end possible, and that seems to be, as of late, the one, the only, hey, Dan Arnold. Going That's on, right, getting dude. traded. We've uh, talked about Carolina. some throwback rap jams. We're going to talk about a throwback hey. cartoon in the day. One of hey the, Arnold, the best, the best cartoon back must in the have been day. Urban by Meyer's the way. favorite cartoon because right now Mine. we've got Dan Arnold posting seven or more targets in the last three games. In fact, since he's been traded for, he's got seven or more targets in four of his last five games, and he's really upped the usage of the yardage because in those same four games over 60 yards in those games. So PPR points, Johnny, uh, he's had over 10 of them in three straight. He is emerging here um, as a tight end one and somebody that is probably going to soak up the most targets and is the safest bet. He's even safer than Agnew to me because I think it lines up more logically as a tight end in this system, as a tight end for a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. We like what Dan Arnold is putting on this team or uh, putting on film and then doing for the team. And Urban Meyer has already said that he loves Dan Arnold. He's my number one tight end waiver wire pickup. I don't understand why he's still available in so many leagues, 36%, but I, I get it. I mean, it's the Jaguars. We don't want to pick up players for bad teams most of the time. But Arnold is a guy that you can start putting in your lineup with some confidence. I, I think that Dan Arnold, when you look at the offensive coordinator and Daryl Bevel, Daryl Bevel, we know, what came from Detroit and what did he do? He targeted the tight end on an 18 to 20% range throughout his career with Detroit and uh, with some of the other pieces that he's uh, the other offenses that he has coached. He likes to use the tight end, Dan Arnold, a solid tight end. So I love this. I, I do think it is the safer play when you're talking about, would you rather have Agnew or Dan Arnold? I would rather have Dan Arnold. I mean, these, than Agnew and these matchups sure. down the stretch, Atlanta, the Rams, the Rams are actually, you know, look at, they've been getting a little yeah, bit torched by tight ends, Tennessee. We know that's the uh, part of their weakness as well as the tight end position. And then Houston, man, at, in those fantasy playoffs, 15 week, 15 Houston's mm -hmm. one of the best matchups for your tight end. So, you know, look, 
Jersey J asking, I'll just skip, cut to the chase right now. Dropping Schultz for Arnold. I think I, I am. I think yeah. I am guaranteeing a, a little bit more usage here for Arnold than I am Schultz with Michael Gallup back in the lineup and with the whack-a-mole situation we're seeing within the Dallas offense. Speaking of whack-a-mole and offensive weapons, Tyler Conklin comes in as uh, the tight end two on this list. We have talked about him before on this waiver wire show, but he has been a guy that we've been kind of, you know, playing a little bit of whack-a-mole with because it's, you know, is it, can we trust in Conklin or is it going to be uh, the third wide receiver? Is he going to make his presence there? And, and KJ Osborne from a game to game standpoint, but it seems over the last few weeks, they've kind of figured it out a little bit. Conklin emerging as one of those like later round, uh, you know, stash tight ends that you can plug and play. And it's going to get you a solid amount of fantasy uh, points per week. Might not be, again, the sexiest name or he might not be targeted the most. But this offense does move the ball. Conklin, Travis, do you like him regular rest of season whereabouts do you have him as far as his outcome rest of season? I I think he's going to end up within the top 15, 16 at the position, which is tough, but I think we can continue to roll him as a streamer because he hasn't really let us down yet. If we picked him up prior to the bye in week six, uh, he's got 10 points, 10 points, nine and 16 in, in PPR. I mean, that's good for our streamer. We're continuing to roll in the flames with him. The problem here is you'd look at the box score and you'd say, man, he only caught three balls and he only had 11 yards. He did score two touchdowns, but he only had 11 yards. That was his lowest uh, you know, total since week five. So really a little bit scary there. But I will say this, it was kind of a weird game, the weird field position for the, for the Vikings as well. I'm going to continue to stack uh, Conklin in my lineup here, but we're going to talk about another tight end next, right? And we're yeah. going to talk about Conklin. Look, where I think that Conklin is maybe too hot, and I think Gerald Everett has been maybe too cold, I think that Dan Arnold is just right, and I think that's why Dan Arnold was just right at the top here. Conklin is my second choice, though, and you likely, you know, if you picked him up, you're going to continue to roll him out there, but 29% still rostered in. They're going to have this matchup against Green Bay where I imagine they're going to have to throw uh, in this one, and I think that's a better way to attack Green Bay is with the tight end position, and we're going to talk about how that was done last week with Gerald Everett. So I think Tyler Conklin is due for a little bit of positive regression in his yardage. Speaking of, uh, uh, you know, you you talked about the three tight end, Miss Goldilocks over there. Tell me, is Gerald Everett, is he, you know, too hot, too cold, or just right as far as that bowl of soup, bowl of porridge? Can you get him in your lineup this week at the tight end position? This is tough. They're playing the Arizona Motor Cardinals, bar, huh? which I think. That's, that's yeah. rough. <laughs> well, it's not always rough. Uh <laughs> Doss, look, here's the thing. I almost said Dawson Knox. Arizona here is a tough matchup, but I will say this. What I saw out of Russ, we talked about him being a little bit rusty here. This was the only receiver, not DK, not Tyler Lockett. The only pass catcher that really Russ vibed with was Gerald Everett. He caught eight of eight targets against Green Bay for 63 yards. That was good for 14 points in PPR scoring. So for me, I'm a little bit hesitant. He's definitely the third. He's the we, We've seen him have good games and then just god-awful games, so I'm not really trusting in this a lot, especially in the tough matchup. But if we're desperate, if we're in tight end premium leagues, I think Everett has some allure here as Russ works off the situation uh, in the finger here. I mean, he rushed the timeline here, so it would make sense that he's leaning on his tight end um, to kind of be the safety net as he tries to work back you know, it feels like he's trying to heal and play at the same time. And uh, that, you know, yeah, I Walk, think Everett, walking and chewing gum at the same time is. Yeah, difficult. it's not so good. You rub gotta, your, rub yeah. your belly and tap your head and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speaking of rubbing your belly and tapping your head uh, and seeing what happens. Cam Newton did that and it balled out. You end wow. up working out uh, for Cam Newton because he, too, you know, he had a couple of offensive snaps, but it led to two touchdowns on his first two snaps back with Carolina. Uh, you heard it all over everyone. Uh, you know, they were blasting it all over the news yesterday. He's back. Cam Newton telling everybody he's back. So should he be back on your line, uh, on your roster and in your lineup, Big Travi, this week? Is Cam Newton someone we can really rely on moving forward? Johnny, I don't know how you wouldn't want to put him as your number one streamer this week. I mean, I mean, look at you it. Won't. Like 
He twelve twelve percent of snaps, Johnny, and he scored eleven points in fantasy. I mean, twelve percent of snaps. I think he was in on maybe three snaps, and he scored touchdowns on two of them. So, like, that's the situation we're looking at here with Cam Newton. He reminded us what he can do at the goal line. He showed us that he can still throw darts when he needs to. Um, Look, this is a team he's rejuvenated to play for again. He's been hanging out with Robbie Anderson at his press conferences and and taking selfies, and he's really having a good time. And, Johnny, you could not ask for a better matchup to attack than the one he gets this week in Washington, whose secondary is just absolutely atrocious. So, for me, they're, they're basically saying that he's set to take the first team reps. He's going to be ready to be the starter this week. I am uh, – I am okay streaming Cam Newton over most of the guys that we've, I mean, we're relying on Teddy Bridgewater week to week. We're relying on Tua week to week. We're relying on these guys that just have not gotten it done for us. And I think Cam Newton is as good a bet as any to get it done in a plus matchup with a rejuvenated squad. And look, if Sam Darnold can be the number five, number four QB in the first month of the season in this offense with CMC healthy, then why can't Cam Newton do that? So that's where I'm at with it. A guy we haven't been trusting in our lineup, but has been getting just getting it done. That is the one, the only Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Just just getting getting things done because he's just super efficient and he is doing what is asked, looking like one of the better quarterbacks as far as the rookie uh standpoint. Could could win rookie of the year. We'll see. There's you know, uh Chase is is making a good stand as well. But is it time? Is it time to get Mac Jones in your lineup? Can we trust him in so, a, a, in anything but like a deep, like a, a dart throw for Superflex? Is he? Yeah, becoming I mean it's it's tough, steady? and I know, and I know Mr. Miyagi's coming for me in Discord and coming for me in the comments right now with all these streaming options. But if I remember right, Mr. Miyagi's the guy who kept trying to go for Ryan Tannehill each and every week, mm. and that wasn't working out. He and so, if you're tired, if you're tired of going after all these guys, here's a situation: seventeen or more points in games against secondaries that we want to attack. Tampa Bay in Week Four, New York Jets in Week Seven. Cleveland in week 10 and now he gets Atlanta on Thursday night Johnny I think this is a Atlanta decent, I think this is a decent streamable option I have about the same confidence I have in him that we had in maybe a Carson Wentz going into that Jets Thursday night game and look at what happened there so that's the upside here they're more than seven point favorites in this game which means they're going to probably handedly take care of the Falcons and we know look at what the Falcons just did uh, you know, gave up to the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's possible that Mac Jones is a big reason why they are up in this game. And if you need a streamer this week, you have Matt Stafford on by. You have a situation where you've you've been messing with streamers all year because maybe you drafted a Ryan Tannehill. I think, I think that's a situation where I would go with Mac Jones and, and kind of and rock with him uh, going forward here. Well, at least in this matchup. Uh, Mr. Miyagi's cracked me up in these comments. It's great. It's great. Um, okay. I, I like that one. Mac Jones been a savior for me. Uh, shout out to, uh, Scott Fishbowl, huge come up there for me and Scott Fishbowl, but yeah, look, I'm not play. like, uh, it doesn't make me warm and fuzzy, but this is where we're at. Like, right, look at the quarterback right. we're talking not, about again, here. Again, he's, he's not a sex, like you talk about these guys that aren't sexy, but are going to help you win just games. Mac Jones fills into that or fits into that bill right there perfectly. Right. Like you're not your your opponent's not going to dramatically change his lineup because you excuse me, you have Mac Jones in your lineup. But again, Mac Jones is a guy that we've seen have a lot of upside. Speaking of a lot of upside, but never really getting to it, uh, the next <laughs> the next quarterback that we're going to talk about is uh, he has a lot of upside, probably more upside than most of the quarterbacks that we talk on this, but it's going to it's a dice throw to get him in your lineup and whether or not we could trust him this year that is quarterback Justin uh, Justin Fields Chicago Bears he is rostered on just 38% of sleeper leagues coming off a of bye they get Monty back what are you projecting moving forward for Justin Fields 
Uh, and and where does he get most of his fantasy value? Moving I want I wanted to put Fields above a guy like Cam Newton or above a guy like Mac Jones, of course. But the problem is, is that the schedule gets really brutal for our guy Justin Fields. Baltimore, Arizona, Green Bay, and Seattle over his next few games. So that's tough. But what we can hang our hat on is that in those games against Baltimore, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, he's going to have to throw and come back in these games. So we have a situation where he started to heat up, Johnny. He's looking really good. I mean, on that Monday night game, he was leading an almost comeback that looked really good, and he got his highest yardage total, nearly got 300 yards, 291 on Monday night before the bye. He got 19 points in fantasy the week before he played San Francisco, got that miraculous rushing touchdown, had 24 points in fantasy. So I know I've said this before to stash Justin Fields, but he's heating up a little bit. I mean, check this out, Johnny. Over the last two weeks, 18 carries, 148 rushing yards and a rushing score. That kind of ability at our quarterback position is absolutely dynamite for fantasy. So, again, he's starting to heat up and and show us signs of why we thought he could be a league winner before the season started. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, that does it and wraps it up for the bigger names again on this waiver wire column. I just do want to mention a couple of honorable mention guys that let's say some of these you're in a really, really deep league and those guys ahead aren't available. Some other guys you could possibly look at. We're not going to dive too much into them right now, but they could make a, a later waiver wire show, or you could DM us about it. If you have a question, that's Chris God. Uh, I almost said Chris God, God, Godwin. Oh, I can't even say his last name. Um, oh, yeah. Just say God, Godwin. Yeah. I <laughs> Godwin. I running back for the Detroit lions came in after Jameer Jefferson scored his touchdown, but got banged and then up. Jamar, yeah. I got banged up too. Yeah. So um, that's, that's a situation you want to kind of keep monitoring, especially if, if uh, Jamal Williams continues to miss time with his injury, Matt Burita of the Buffalo bills. We saw him scurry in for a touchdown with Zach Moss possibly, you know, dealing with the, the concussion coming off that you got Taylor Patrick for the green Bay Packers, uh, Gabriel Davis, who we did bring up earlier in this show. We got Kendrick Bourne for the New England Patriots seems to maybe be building as that, that Johnny, deeper threat. We got yeah. another super oh. chat from our guy, Eduardo. Oh, so you know what that means? We got to hit him with a Ric Flair. Let's go. Eduardo is asking Logan Thomas and Insta start over Knox. I'm going to tell you right now, Eduardo, I'm still rolling Knox out. I know he had a rough game first game back. Logan Thomas still banged up a little bit. We'll see if he gets back here, but I think Knox will settle in. I mean, this was a guy who was showing us Robert Tunyon upside from last year, Mm -hmm. um, this year in that offense. And I trust the offense a little bit more. I trust the quarterback a whole lot more. And so if we were saying the floors are similar, then the ceiling for me is better with Logan uh, or with uh, Dawson Knox. And as uh, I'm going to try to right here, uh, Ronald saying he, uh, he dropped an end zone target that if he would have caught he again everyone would have been hey he's he's still back on that 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 streamer so i i agree with Knox. i'm staying in the flames even though he had a disappointing week last week um logan thomas is interesting to me though moving forward uh just a couple last two names here i'll mention before we move into the uh all the questions that whisper nation is dropping appreciate you guys so much for stopping by watching the show do us a huge favor Make sure you hit that like really, really helps this, this video helps our channel grow, get out to more people more than you'll ever know. So if you could please do that, we've got 16 more plus than you'll ever know. God, I'm oh, turning into you, dude. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know Game why. time is rubbing off on big Travi, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, we love dude, it. Don't rub off two, on me. Dude. Last two. Hey, uh, now you like ding dongs and you're rubbing off on me, dude. You're the Come one on, that this, said you like ding dongs. This is first, a family show, dude. Yeah. You were the ones that said you like ding dongs first. And I just repeated the statement. And then all of a sudden it became a, a, a nasty joke as opposed oh, to man. what the truth oh, okay. was. He's, you're hurt. You, you mad, bro? Anyway, mad? no, I'm not mad. mad bro? I'm just pointing out a fact. All right, here's another fact. <laughs> Robbie Anderson and yes. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, by the way, I did oh, want to mention. Oh, by the way, you want to bring mention these guys up. These guys. Yeah, yeah, go I ahead. Mention them real quick. Just because I know Mr. Miyagi it really is loves all these terrible running backs. Oh. Or terrible quarterbacks. I want to talk a little bit about Jimmy G, who in the face is of maybe terrible? getting benched, has has actually been putting up some good games. So again, two quarterback leagues, deeper leagues, leagues where you've had quarterback injuries or you've had underperformance. 
Jimmy G is a guy that we could look at that could potentially start getting this offense going. Now, I think it comes with some volatility, but even that Arizona game, he was able to put up some decent numbers as well. And so yeah. I think he's got some upside here down the stretch. But again, just an honorable mention. I would pick up these other three that we talked about ahead of him. Also, Robbie Anderson. There is a world. Look, I think DJ Moore becomes a hold with Cam Newton back in the lineup. But I think there is a world where Robbie Anderson could be a guy you snap, you stash up because, bro, they are taking golf carts to practice together. They are at press conferences together. No, I, you can laugh, Johnny, I, but we I, know I, that chemistry is a real thing in the NFL. Yeah. And if you have a boy and he's your boy and you're a quarterback and you can get him the ball, that's something to look at. And we know in this offense when they've targeted – uh, or when they've tried to get Robbie involved, they've gone at him quite a bit. Now, will he catch those targets? We don't know. Robbie Anderson hasn't been well, good. But if he's going to get a things. but if There's he's going to get a couple deep shots from Cam a game, I think I might have a little bit more uh, faith in that than Darnold at this point. There are two things that I worry about in that. The golf cart story is great. It's a lovely story that warms my heart and gives me, you know, there's love in the air. I no, get it. it. Doesn't. I you love hate it. I love it. No, you, so it I, doesn't warm no. your heart. Don't try to fake I, us yeah. out here. I, I don't, I don't hate anybody. I just, when you, I don't oh, you like do. when narratives get painted that aren't true. And when it comes to Robbie Anderson, very similar to, you know, just say it. Remember to call oh, spade a spade. OBJ, he's living off of of a, a little bit of production that we saw, Rob, and now everyone yeah. thinks I'm not. What Cam Robbie Newton? Robbie going to rely hold. on Cam Newton throwing the ball down the field? Where are we in? This is 2014. Robbie couldn't hold OBJ's jockstrap, bro. Exactly. I agree with that. Yeah. So there's so, no reason. I'm but Robbie is making. I love OBJ. this comment. Mr. Miyagi says Robbie is making friends with anyone to get him more targets. I mean, he's yeah, getting exactly, targets. Yeah. That's not the, been the problem, Mr. Miyagi. Well, but he did score the touchdown. He did Can't score the Cam drop. Newton touchdown. And so it needs to be mentioned in honorable mention here that he could be worth a stash. I mean, if we're picking up guys like DeAndre Carter and Marcus Johnson, we could pick up Robbie Anderson. I, yeah, I would rather have – I, I will say I would rather have Robbie Anderson than like Carter uh, and Mr. Carter, but I'm not fully buying – I'm not going to chase the points here with Robbie Anderson on what was – like let's yeah, be Robbie's, real. Like let let let's call it like for reals OBJ on the on hold the, OBJ's reputation's Jockstrap. That <laughs> yeah, is, that's that's uh, a good that point. A false statement. But but the reality is is it we the Cardinals like when you look at the the touchdown that Robbie Anderson got, it's it was a fallacy because you're looking at that they were around the goal line. Cam Newton doesn't know the offense, so what do you expect the Cardinals' defense to do when Cam Newton comes in, especially when he ran the first one in for a touchdown? That's what we've only seen him do over the last two years is be able to run in touchdowns, not throw them. So I mean, I'm not buying too Johnny, much into a Robbie Johnny, Anderson you're, touchdown. You're a little here. heated up for, a, for an honorable need, mention here. Me, dude. Just, this is just, just – I'm just, just saying. I need I'm, you to understand that honest. I'm not saying that he he's a huge pickup for me, but there is a we world it, down dude. the stretch – we're you Robbie, think Robbie Anderson. Anderson's top 12. We get it, dude. Rest <laughs> of the season. All right. We get it. No, uh, I'm just like kidding. Argue, That's it's like arguing with a three year old over here. So, no, I, I, again, I'm just, I'm letting Whisper Nation know, like, don't chase the points as Robbie. If you want to pick them up, put them on your, on your bench to stash. Johnny, this and is what we're doing. This is where we're at with wide receivers. We're chasing the points with Brian Edwards. So I'm just saying it's worth it to look at wide receivers that are getting. But I trust in I trust in the targets and the quarterback of Brian Edwards and Derek Carr uh, and that offense more just, than the four more targets than are just superior, Johnny. They're just they four are. targets are just From really Derek Carr. Oh, you you think four? I agree. You're saying that's why. If I said if I said you could have four Ed, targets, bro, that's Gabby, why Brian like Edwards, either Derek Carr or Cam Newton. Who you taking the four of targets? Course, from. Derek Carr, but that's exactly. why he's ranked ahead of me. This was an honorable exactly. mention show that you I, just wait, couldn't I, let me talk on, and you just like had to no, come I in. I gave you your time. Bespirk, I thought it was. You had to put Robbie really Anderson in the OBJ bucket because you just have to get an OBJ jab in every. I show. do always because he he messed up last night, and we don't want to say it. All right, LeBron's brain. I like this. This is pretty great. Would you trade Hawkinson, Gibson, Jerry, Judy for Dalvin Cook and Knox? Cook, 22nd running back. With, uh, with, yeah. Um, Gibson, Judy, and Hawkinson for Dalvin Cook and Knox. Yeah, I think I yeah, probably I would, do would do this deal. I would do um, this. Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good question. I, like I do like Hawkinson, though, and I think people are getting a little bit too pissed off at one Hawkinson zero game here. Um, drain the swamp. All right, we got right here. Would you trade Zeke and Terry for D Hop and David Montgomery? 
Uh, I would not do this deal. No, I One, would not Hopkins either. is hurt, and he was a sell high anyways because he wasn't getting the volume that he's previously got. He's still yeah. – the hamstrings can linger. Terry is a guy with massive usage in his offense. I mean, we're talking about the next best option for Terry McLaurin to be DeAndre Carter. So that's where we're at with that offense. So for me, and then Zeke has been one of the best running backs yeah, in football. Dude, uh, Zeke has been a stud. So if you took Zeke in the first, uh, you know, in that first five picks, because he was the one that usually fell, you got the best one because CMC has been out the majority. You've got Derrick Henry out now with injury. Uh, Dalvin. Kamara's uh, hurt now. Dalvin's hurt. Dalvin well, Dalvin's been, been okay. Dalvin's been up and down. But, but not for where you got. I mean, the, 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 we just talked about with Dalvin, I'll just throw this out. I have to throw this out because it was a great stat uh, that Rich Rebar had, is he's been stopped on the goal line five times, Dalvin Cook, and he's uh, failed to, and he's failed to score know. a touchdown after those five times he's been stopped. Dude. So, uh, it was. It has been like. Well, and it's like in last game they threw to Conklin a couple of those times. You yeah. know, like it was like, what are you guys doing? So I have Dalvin in a couple. They of knew leagues. I was playing against uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. I have Dalvin in a couple of leagues, and I, I, it's like I get so tricked because I see him go down. I'm like, okay, this is going to be an automatic touchdown, right? Sometimes you don't see it, and then like I'll be looking at my phone. I'm like, dude, where's the where's his added six points? Because I how does he not get in? And then yeah, it's just like uh, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, appreciate you do it 420. Don't forget to hit that like. We appreciate all of you guys joining in right now. Mr. Miyagi saying, I have Hawk, so do I need a tight end? I don't believe you do here. Like, guys, I, I think I practice a little bit of patience here. The three weeks before the bye, he was really starting to turn it on again. Yes, he's going to have down games. Yes, he's probably not the top five tight end that we thought he was going to be after week one, but we didn't draft him very high, guys. We still drafted him in the middle rounds where we drafted the other tight ends. He's doing fine as far as if we compare. Like, I still want him over these guys we got off waivers like Pat, Pat Fryermuth or Conklin. You know, you know, maybe I take Dawson Knox's touchdown upside, but still the, the volume will be there for Hawkinson. All right, let me ask you here. Let's do a quick little uh, name game for TJ Hawkinson on who would you rather have rest of season? All right. Um, oh, I don't want, I want to do. Where are my rankings of these tight ends? Here we go. So would you rather have. Would, would you rather have Mike Jacecki rest of season who also or Hawkinson? Zero? I'll probably take Hawkinson. Okay, so you're you're taking Hawkinson over. Uh, you're taking Hawkinson over. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, why this, this question is exactly why you stand pat with your tight end. Hawkinson Gasicki was on fire as well. Was burning the world on fire and got a zero. This ha against Baltimore, who is one of the best matchups in the league okay. to play your tight end against. So calm down. The tight okay. end position is one that is definitely volatile, and you're going to have these games where this happens. Hunter Henry or Hawkinson? Hey, Hawkinson. You're going to Kyle rely Pitts, on the Kyle Pitts or uh, TJ Hawkinson. In PPR, I'm taking Hawkinson. Like, here's the deal. He he got a zero last week, Johnny. He's still the top five tight end in PPR. So, like, yeah. Um, I am concerned. That schedule coming up is a little bit terrifying for me. Um, so if you can trade him, but again, it's going to be hard to get back a tight end um, that you, like you said, that you're going to kind of trust a little bit more yeah. or as much as Hawkinson. So that's like, now if you could part. do a deal where you get Hawkinson for, you get Gasecki and something else for Hawkinson, like go do it. Okay. All right. Um, let's see who, who uh, uh, we got a couple more. Do you DJ Moore and AJ Brown, what to do? Eagle Fang asking. Hold. Uh, I DJ think AJ Moore Brown is a hold. And I think yeah. A.J. Brown's a hold. I think A.J. Brown, the problem that is a little concerning with A.J. Brown is two weeks in a row since Henry's been out, teams are bracketing A.J. Brown, and there we're seeing other guys emerge. So that could be concerning, but both have been weird games. The Rams game, they they had a, just a weird game where they were giving they, – they were spotting Tennessee really good field position. New Orleans is a tough matchup, so let's – because they have Marshawn Lattimore and then they get to bracket him, I think he's he's a good bet to kind of – regress back to the positive side of these things would jersey jay asking would you drop pollard or mckissick for gallman or foreman 
No, I, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't drop either of those guys. Like because yeah. basically Foreman is a guy that is going to hopefully get to where McKissick is at already, an established role in his offense. Pollard is one of the best holds in all of fantasy football. Yep, I agree. Um, Mr. Pollard has standalone value right now, like from game to game. Some games he doesn't, but uh, like when they get like when they get in games where they're going to score a lot or or uh, and he's the number he is the not him. So Madison, him, and AJ Dillon were the top are the are the top three handcuffs that you want to have. I guess you could throw Mark Ingram in there now, uh, but those four guys, I'm not looking to get rid of them drop them for anybody right now especially because you can play them and they have tremendous upside rest of season so uh those are guys that literally at the end of the season like let's remember the same thing happened last year with zeke and i'm not i'm not saying this is gonna happen i'm not like i don't want it to happen but i'm just saying having handcuffs like this especially near the end of the season you start to see teams kind of oh we want to get our lead running back a, a little bit of rest we know we're locked into the playoffs we think we can win this game by giving Tony Pollard a little bit more touches here. You you could see stuff like that. So I don't want to let go of any of these top running back handcuffs if I don't need a win this week. Right. Um, all right. Would you drop AP for Agnew? I already have Foreman. If you need a wide receiver, I don't mind it. Because I really, I've been watching AP. Does not look great. But like you said, as of right now, they have him as the goal line running back. So there's some value there. But if... If uh, Foreman, which you also have, continues to do what he has been doing the last two weeks, I do project that Foreman will be that running back that you're going to want there uh, come the end of the season. Logan Thomas or Knox rest of season, asks Eduardo. I'm taking Knox rest of season. I think Knox has better upside. Skins get Philly, Dally, Phyllis uh, weeks 15 through 17. Very nice. Good point. I like that. Um, Aguilar or Bourne rest of the season PPR, asked Will Atkinson. Uh, I think Bourne. I think Bourne's the better play rest of season. I think we found out that, like, Belichick likes Bourne, and he uses him. They're using him in the running game. They're using him all over. He's he's a utility piece. Mr. Biagi asked him, drop Allen Robinson, fields on the upswing. I'm dropping Allen Robinson. Yeah. It's it, we just don't have time to hold anymore unless we're a winning team, Mr. Miyagi, with winning record. You need to start putting guys in your lineup. You can start. And right now, what kind of confidence do you have in starting Allen Robinson? Uh, Jersey J ask him, what about Waddle or Judy? I thought you traded Waddle. You trade Waddle. And I thought you made that deal. Got Waddle and Gaskin, and then we're able to get an upgrade at the running back or wide receiver position, one of the two. Um, but Waddle moving forward, I think, is going to continue to be what he was. Uh, it will be interesting. Fuller is supposed to come back. Uh, so monitor that. But again, as long as, as Tua is the quarterback, he's going to look for Waddle. Uh, that's his guy. That's his guy. Um, yeah, Waddle better get back. Or Ridley better get back so you can trade. Yeah, that's your hope if you have him. David, what's up? Would you trade away Mixon and Javante Williams for Eckler? Full PPR, I have Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter. Yes, I would do this deal. You're giving up a lot, but uh, Eckler, rest of the season, has a pretty solid, or pretty, like, his, his schedule's not as, as bad. Mixon has a really difficult road ahead. Javante, I would try to get another piece in there because you are giving up a lot. For Eckler, I would try to get another piece back if you can, like a, a maybe another lesson, uh, a, like a, a running back dart throw or um, a, like another wide receiver two, three borderline uh, with this because I do think you're giving up uh, just a little too much for Eckler, but I do like trying to get Eckler right now. Um, let's see. Let's see. Trying to find any more questions here. Dropping Alex Collins for Dan Arnold. Good move, mm. bad move. I would keep on to Collins for a little bit if you need running back. But if you if you're that desperate for tight end and you have running back depth, then go ahead. Y- y'all think with Gallup back, Schultz is now a question mark. I do think that his targets are getting eaten into with Gallup back. Obviously, they like to spread the ball around there. We talked about yesterday on the live stream where I think it's starting to become where uh, Big Travi still has a lot of faith in Amari Cooper. I still think that you can still throw them out there, but um, I my only major piece is that I, I 100% am throwing in my lineup no matter what. 
are CD Lamb and and Zeke moving forward, and then the other guys are spot starts depending on matchup. For me, that's just how I like I mean, to you play. Can, you can move on from Schultz for one of these streamers. Uh, you could move yeah. on for Schultz for Arnold. I mean, yeah. he doesn't even have near the same upside in the offense as, as Cooper does. So comparing the two is not really oh, fair. Oh, no. This is heartbreaking. I picked up Collins over A.J. Dillon this week, thinking Russ coming back would relevant. Oh, that's that's a tough one. So tough I want to. I think we're going to have to get through a lot of like just rapid yeah, fire. Rapid, here rapid fire. We're running out of time, guys, because we got to get on. But we will be answering questions again tomorrow's show. And also, make sure you get to the Discord link is in the description and you can start asking some more of these questions here. When Jersey J asking Waller, Arnold, or Hawkinson rest of season, let's see how high Travi is on Hawk. I would go uh, Waller, Hawkinson, then Arnold rest of season. That's how I'd rank the three of those. Like it. I like it. All right. Um, All right, guys. I, I think I think we're Bateman or Tony. Uh, I'd take Bateman at this point. Um, he's had more consistent usage in the offense. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Trying to. Th- I think that's about it. We want to appreciate everyone coming in, asking questions. Appreciate you all. If you have any more questions and we didn't get to them, apologize. Uh, oh, Slim Reaper, real quick. I, I just. Well, I want to tell, and I want to. Pitts, Knox, question. or Pat Fryer moves PPR. I'm going Pitts. Yeah, Pitts is the, the play there. All right, Cecilia here. Uh, Case and Cecilia says, did I make a good trade? They get A.J. Brown, and I get Justin Jefferson and Jerry Judy. I like this deal for you. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's you got some one. depth, and Jefferson can equate to A.J. Brown status here. Sweet. All right, well, that does it for Waiver Wire Show. Appreciate you so much, Whisper Nation, for tuning in. Again, if you want to read this full article that Big Travi puts up, the link is in the description below, as well as check out any previous Waiver Wire columns that we have up. You can find those on thefaintwhispers.com. Make sure you get on over to Discord. Join that nation, Whisper Nation. We've got a lot of chat rooms in there. We're always in there asking questions, sit, start, all of that. You can find that on our Discord. Link to that is in the description below as well. Big Travi, any final words before we close them out to play us out? No, uh, Damian Harris did return to walkthrough, so watch that with your Ramondre Stevenson shares. But again, this is a quick turnaround, so we'll see what happens if he clears protocol. All right, Whisper Nation, that does it for the Week 11 Waiver Wire Show. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in. Grab us with the questions. Make sure you tune in tomorrow as we will be doing uh, a couple of last last week for trades here. So we'll be doing some players you need to really try to trade for to get on your lineup for that playoff push. We'll talk some rest of season players potentially coming up. Uh, so stick with us. Make sure you hit that subscribe on the way out. Hit the bell so you get notified. Whenever we drop new content, and that's it for Big oh, Travi. Yeah. For Johnny Game Time Hicks, we're the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Right here. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about fantasy football, maybe you want to give Johnny a little bit of crap for his take today, then go on over to our Discord channel and join the conversation there. Click the link in the description below. And if you still want more content, check out one of these videos. Homie, don't you hear the whispers?